This is 105.9 The Region with your stories, the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is Good to Hear. Hi, this is Craig Robertson, and this is Good to Hear. You've seen all those little libraries in your community, maybe on your street. You go up to the box, you open the little door, you have a peek inside, maybe take a book or maybe leave a book. There are more than 125,000 little libraries in over 100 countries, and the little library movement is alive and well. And in York Region, Ashley Frick joins us. She has her own little library in Keswick. Thanks a lot for joining us, Ashley. Oh, thanks for having me. How did this little library start for you? So I remember seeing one a couple of years ago in Newmarket, and I had to actually pull over, stop my car, and I thought to myself, what is that? Why is it so cute? And how do I get one of these? So I looked a little bit closer and I saw it was a little lending library. I'm like, is this a thing? Like, do people do this? So I Googled it. I looked into it. And where we were living at that time, it wasn't really appropriate to have one. So we moved in Keswick in 2019. And we moved to a house where having a little library would actually work. So we, I actually contacted a local um, carpenter in town who made it for me and we put it up, I believe it was 2021, spring 2021, the library finally came up and that's how we got started. I find reading so important for, for learning and, and for relaxing, but it's not accessible these days. Books are expensive. I agree with you. I think Sometimes, unfortunately, reading isn't always a luxury that we all get to take part in. It can be very expensive. It's $20, $25 for a new book sometimes at Chapters. And some people truly can't afford that. That's more than the, that's more than like double what minimum wage is. So someone's going to work two, three hours to buy one book. And then during the pandemic, the library hours were all cut and shut down. And our library workers are so wonderful and valuable. However, if they're not at work, like we, we can't go to visit the library and do the programming. So it was sort of the perfect time to get the library going because it's open 24 seven and anybody can come and use it. Do you ever peer out to see who's peering into your, your little library? The very first day that it was out, I did have a um, adult film star autobiography in there. And I just so happened to see a family with like some 12, 13 year old children out there. So yeah, I peered out the window and I saw that 12 year old pick up the autobiography and I died a little bit inside, but they, they put it down, thankfully. But yes, I, I do, I don't mean to be a creep, but yeah, I've totally seen people coming in using it. Or if I see someone just kind of looking at it, but they're unsure, I'll definitely go and approach them. I just say like, please, this is what it is. You are more than welcome. I know the idea is to give and take, but sometimes they don't have books. And I have a lot of books that people have been dropping off. Sometimes people drop me a full bag. So I have hundreds of books in the basement now. So if people just want to take a couple, they take a couple. And I just tell them that's okay. We'll talk about your little library, Ashley. It's got a unique twist, um, a, a lot of anti-racism and LGBTQ authors. You're trying to spread the word of inclusion. Well, basically, so... We moved into Keswick in 2019, and at that point, we, were, we had applied to adopt a child. So we knew that we were going to have some sort of little human between the ages of 3 and 13 come and live in our home in the next few years. So 
I wanted wherever we were living to be a safe space for that child and for everybody else in the neighborhood. I don't want to be that stranger down the street that nobody knows. I want, if anybody sees me outside, to be comfortable enough to say hello to me and my husband and to, if they ever need help. Like I always tell people, I'm like, I'm in social services, he's a nurse. If you have an issue and you don't quite think it's an emergency, come, come see us. Like we're here. So I, we started putting, signs up on the lawn that was like our starting point with making sure people knew we were an inclusive safe space so we have the hate has no home here we have an indigenous flag we have the black lives matter flag and i just wanted people to know like you're always going to be welcome here and accepted and so it trickled into the library too so sometimes we have some really great local authors like i have someone from york region we have one of her books in there i had i had I took it out, read it, and put it back. But I had uh, the Book of Negroes by Lawrence Hill, who's also like a local legend. And so it's really nice to be able to showcase some people and to showcase local talent, LGBTQ authors or BIPOC authors or any sort of BIPOC material. Like, I don't want to ever sound like a white savior because that's how I feel I could come across. That isn't it at all. I'm trying to use the the privilege that I have in any way I can to make people feel safe and happy and welcome in our neighborhood. We live in a world where not everyone is is open to to everyone. Have you had any unfortunate backlash with uh, with your signs? Unfortunately, yes. One of the signs was vandalized and taken off the property. And I found out from one of my neighbors that he had seen the people take it and remove it and they were kicking it and throwing it around. And, um, he waited till they dissipated and then he brought the sign back to the house and let me know what had happened. So that happened. That was one occasion. And another occasion, someone asked me to take my pride flag down after June. There was, there were some more words involved in that interaction, but it, someone did ask for it to be taken down. Ashley Frick is our guest. Ashley is one of many people who have a little library in York Region. Community is obviously very important to you. Uh, really, this little library is an extension of yourself trying to, to reach out to the community. Basically, I'm just using the little library for people to be able to access different sources of material that they may never have been either interested in or even known have existed or something we can share together or we give each other recommendations. And an extension of that, I started the Facebook group for the little libraries for Georgina because I want all of us to sort of connect a little bit so that we can share books or maybe we can do themed months like Black History Month or Pride Month or what have you. And we can do little things together because I know the network is so much stronger in the States it would be really cool if we could also do that too. Like they do stickers and all sorts of cute things in the States. I, maybe we don't need to go that far, but I mean, it would be nice that we could be like, hey, do you have this book? I have three of them. Let's swap out or something. Or um, yeah, just basically, I just want the community to be safe and happy and for us to sort of get along and be accepted and love for who we are, really. I'm listening, Ashley. I want to connect with you by maybe having my own little library or donate some books to you. What is that Facebook page that you have? It's so it's for people who live in Georgina and I'm trying to keep it as local as possible, but it would be really nice if we could get an Ontario wide one as well, but it's called the little libraries of Georgina. 
And so you just basically have to answer the question saying what town you live in and please join us. We, I'd love for you to be able to share all the libraries. Ashley Frick, our guest, Ashley, with a little library in Keswick. We thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. Thank you. You take care. And that's good to hear. I'm Craig Robertson on 105.9 The Region. Good to hear. This is the good news. Well, this is good to hear. I'm talking with Megan Glenfield. She is a single gay mom, elementary school teacher in York Region, and has started a venture for marginalized and racialized youth. And it's called Revolution Now. Hi, Megan. Hi. Thanks so much for having me, Kevin. This sounds radical. Revolution Now? Yeah, it shouldn't be so <laughs> radical, but we are. <laughs> tell me what Tell me what it's all about. Yeah, so Revolution Now is a social movement, and we are a collective of Black, Indigenous, transgender, and Muslim artists who are creating Canadian-made, eco-friendly apparel and events. So 20% of everything that we raise from our gross revenue goes to charity. And in the last seven months, we've raised over $5,400 for various charities that support racialized and marginalized youth. And, I mean, let's mention some of these charities. There's, uh, of course, the 519. Yeah, the 519, Urban Promise Toronto. We also support GWEC, which is a drug and alcohol Indigenous program that is land-based up on Manitoulin Island. We've created an academic scholarship for the Alliance of Educators for Black Students, and we've also worked with the Welcome to Canada Project to support new refugees to the country. It can be such a confusing time for any youth uh, who feels marginalized uh, or racialized because... On one hand, there seems to be much more awareness and acceptance, but on the other hand, there seems to be a lot more pushback as well. And in the middle, we have these kids who are sitting and they're asking questions and they're either not getting the answer or people aren't allowed to give them the answer. Do you find this? Yeah, I agree with your analysis in terms of it's a difficult time. I think as someone who's lived through a lot of change, it sounds to me like the last gasp of the dinosaurs. And I'm hopeful um, that we can create more safe and equitable spaces for our children so that they can have the life that they all deserve. And in fact, when you say revolution now, that, that now has significance. Absolutely. There's an urgency to this work being done, right? Kids are impacted every single day when they don't come to school or come to church or live in their communities with a sense of possibility and safety. Yes, safety and belonging. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, So you have an event coming up April 23rd uh, at the Market Brewery in Newmarket. What is that? Yeah, so our event on the 23rd is our launch party. So we've been in operation for seven months, but people haven't been able to get together. So we're really excited to share um, and to spend some time together and just celebrate the successes that we've had so far and all the people who are doing incredible work um, for racialized and marginalized kids. So, so far we've sold 130 tickets and the money from that, so $10 from every ticket is going to go to providing after-school care for kids in Toronto community housing. Um, We're really excited about it. We're also hosting a silent auction featuring Indigenous art, and the money from that will go to support the programming at GWEC um, for Indigenous kids who are going to drug and alcohol rehabilitation programming. And how can people get a ticket? Yeah, so thanks for asking. They can go to www.revolution-now.ca, and there are tickets available online. All right, so that's revolution-now.ca. Not only tickets online there, but you can find out more about your group. Absolutely. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You seem like a really positive person, you know, in, in just in just 
talking with you. Um, how how does that work for you with this group? I think I'm just encouraged by the wonderful people who I've gotten to be associated with through this work. So from our artists who have had incredible life stories, I think about our transgender artist who made our first shirt and how he's not even comfortable to have his photo taken online um, for fear of his own personal safety. So like, how do I get positive out of that is that I've seen what this um, project has done for that particular human being. And I've seen how his voice and his message around why people transition has been able to have access to a much broader audience. You know, he's had Canada's first out Olympian, Mark Tewksbury, wear his shirt, award-winning author, Amanda Jette Knox, wear his shirt, Juno award winner, Splash and Boots, wear his shirt. And I think it's about the message, right? It's about helping people see that even when they're scared, that really wonderful things can come their way and that their, their voice, which seems little sometimes, can be so big and so powerful. And I think that's what keeps me positive is seeing those experiences that you could initially look at as tragic and, and see such joy and such positive outcomes come from them. You know, like his experience has now created youth programming for 2SLGBTQ plus kids throughout Toronto because of this effort that he's put forward. And I use him as one example. We have an Indigenous artist who, you know, our country's official policy, our stated policy in this country was to kill the Indian and the child, right? Mm -hmm. And when we look at all of the horrible things like that are happening, not just with residential school survivors, body, not survivors, sorry, their bodies being found. And when we start to look at the ugly truth of what our policy was with Indigenous people and truly what it continues to be in some sense, what lifts me is to see what can happen when there's a resurgence of culture and, and a claiming of our strengths. And I look at what Keith Gaddy's done as one of our artists and the amount of good he's been able to do from what was really a traumatic situation that was dealt to his family. And I think that's what keeps me positive is seeing that there can be a resurgence and, and that people are starting to listen and do better. Well, I salute you for what you've done and what you are doing uh, and uh, wish you well on uh, April the 23rd at uh, Market Brewery. So once again, it is a revolution dash now dot ca i've been speaking with megan glanfield thanks so much megan thank you kevin i really appreciate your time good to hear we'll be right back on 1059 the region listen live at 1059 theregion.com or 105.9 fm this is 1059 the region with your stories the good news in our neighborhoods, our cities, our country, and beyond. This is good to hear. There's a great company in Markham called Pineapple Mortgage, and they did something very unique to help people in need and make a difference in the community and in people's lives was the three-on-three basketball tournament. To talk more about it on Good to Hear, thrilled to be joined by their chief strategy officer and managing partner at Pineapple, Krista Mitchell. Krista, how are you? I'm great, Jim. Thanks so much for having us today. Uh, it's fantastic. We always hear about companies doing fundraisers and different things. And to do a three and three basketball tournament to help the MLSE Foundation raise money is a really unique way to have fun and raise money for a great cause at the same time. Absolutely is. And it was an absolute great day. Now, how did it come about? Whose idea was it to, to play basketball to raise money for this great organization? Well, our Pineapple March Madness, our three-on-three basketball tournament idea, actually came from a few of our mortgage agents and staff members prior to COVID. 
Of course, this idea was put on hold for the last couple of years, and we actually didn't know if we were going to get to play this year until about mid-February. So then the rush was on once we got the go-ahead of reopening from the Ontario government. Um, There's a huge love of the game of basketball throughout our network, from our CEO, Shuba, who is a diehard Raptors fan and loves to play, our chairman, Drew, who played for many years and is now watching his own son play the game very competitively, to Michael from our underwriting team who coaches, to Paul, one of our mortgage agents whose team actually won the tournament. We definitely have a lot of support internally. It was also very important for my partners and I at Pineapple to hold a tournament in Scarborough and to give back to youth in our area where they all grew up playing basketball. Yeah, I was just going to say that the tournament was actually held at fourth quarter training at Vic Park and Field. So a huge shout out to Donovan and Mike for being amazing hosts and from Akira from Ball in the Six for producing our first Pineapple jerseys. We plan to support our new friends at our tournaments for years to come. Well, I, I, I'm looking at a photo of the jerseys. They're sweet unis, at the very least. They're beautiful uniforms. But I just love the fact that there was so much passion for basketball, so much passion for the sport, that everyone got into it to have fun. But at the same time, there was that competitive nature and the bragging rights of being the winner of the tournament. Absolutely. So, yeah, as mentioned, Paul, uh, one of our mortgage agents, they had a team called Uptown. It was sponsored by one of our lenders, First National, and they came out on top to win the tournament. So there was definitely lots of competitiveness and maybe a little trash talking throughout the day, but it was all in good spirit. I think of your company and how competitive it is in real estate and mortgage and business, especially over the last few years. Um, How important is giving back to Pineapple Mortgage? Uh, It's extremely important to us to give back. Um, Pineapple is a mortgage company whose mission is to change the Canadian mortgage landscape by modernizing mortgages. We're tech-driven, but we're certainly a people-first company, and we love to drive a culture of family and always giving back. So we hold events all throughout the year, such as paint nights, poker tournaments, holiday parties, and now we've added a basketball tournament to give back to charities such as the Canadian Cancer Society, Habitat for Humanity, Make-A-Wish, CAMH, Princess Margaret, and now we've added the MLSD Foundation to that list. And we're so grateful to be part of a Canadian consumer's largest transaction of their lives. It's very rewarding to help with the dream of home ownership. So we feel it's our duty and privilege to give back whenever we can. Well, Krista, as, as Chief Strategy Officer, that must make you proud. But just as a person, it must make you very proud to see what you and your staff have done. Absolutely. And, you know, just the response from everybody when we came out, um, you know, ready to take on this basketball tournament this year with the unknown and uncertainty of being able to do so, the community response was amazing. We were able to connect with some of the greatest in Canadian basketball to support our day. For example, we also held a silent auction throughout the day. We had items on auction from Rowan Barrett, signed R.J. Barrett items, Raptors signed jerseys and balls from Burns and, and Van Vliet, Team Canada signed ball, including names such as Banton, Dort, and Barrett. We had support from multiple universities such as the York University Lions, the UBC Thunderbirds, and Simon Fraser University. We had so many of our lender partners sponsor the day and sponsor teams to play. We had over 20 teams playing that day. Big thank you to MCAT, FirstNet, TD, Home Trust, FiftGuard, CMI, Optimum, Community Trust, Drive Capital. I hope I didn't forget anyone. We had multiple other suppliers donate items for the auctions or prizes for the winning teams. 
We had students from all across the GTA line up to donate their time as referees, scorekeepers, and provide any other help that we required. We even had two firefighters and a paramedic volunteer to be available for first aid if needed. So it was so great for so many people to come together in a short period of time to make our first annual tournament a huge success. Wow. Speaking with Krista Mitchell, the Chief Strategy Officer and Managing Partner of Pineapple Mortgage, who raised $15,000 for the MLSE Foundation with this really successful charity 3-3 three and three basketball tournament, uh, the March Madness Charity Basketball Tournament to be exact. And Krista, by the sound of it, with the response from everyone involved and how much fun everyone had raising the money, is this going to be an annual thing? It absolutely is. You know, we had more than 200 people show up for a great cause, which you mentioned allowed us to raise over $15,000 for the MLSC Foundation. But most importantly, it was a ton of fun. The feedback we've received to date has been tremendous, and we can't wait till next year. And just wanted to, to quickly say that we chose the MLSC Foundation as our benefactor for all the great work they do in Ontario. You know, for those that don't know, to date, the MLSC Foundation has invested more than $45 million back into Ontario communities. Using the power of sports, they're trying to provide opportunities to those who love to play and provide a more equal playing field for all. One of the stories that really struck a chord to me, learning from the MLSC Foundation from Brett there, is that Delano Banton, current Raptor, actually played in a program called Midnight Basketball in Toronto that was founded by the Toronto Community Housing Corp. in 2013. It was a program to get kids off the streets, away from drugs and crime, and onto the basketball courts instead. The MLSC Foundation just relaunched this program, again, with Stanton as the spokesperson. So to hear that our fundraising can help programs such as these is really heartwarming. I was proud to be the highest bid on a Banton side in Jersey, and we at Pineapple are so super grateful as an organization to be able to give back to the communities that we love. Well, Krista, I'm a big believer in the power of sport, and this is a full display. This is a great example of people uh, in business, in the community, having fun playing basketball, playing a sport they love, and raising money for a great cause. It really is good to hear. You and everyone involved with Pineapple should be very proud of what you've done, and I can't wait to see how much money you guys raise next year. Well, thanks so much for the opportunity, Jim. And if anybody wants to learn more about pineapple, you can head over to gopineapple.com. We have a huge uh, write-up on all of our cultural things that we do. And if you'd like to get involved in any ways, feel free to reach out to any of us that's on the leadership team. And you guys have a good Instagram page as well, so I'd give them a follow as well if you want to get some more information. Krista, thank you so much, and uh, enjoy your basketball. And uh, good luck to next year, and uh, well done. Thank you so much, Jim. Have a great day. Send us your good news stories at info at 1059theregion.com. This is good to hear.